Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday night, and you know exactly what that means. It's time for the real conversation with Shayna Thornton. Let's talk America with hosts. Shayna Thornton is your radio talk show spotlighting the critical issues of today. She is certain to feature expert guests and celebrities each and every Tuesday night. She is a celebrated newspaper columnist, popular blogger, and award-winning radio talk show personality who has a passion for groundbreaking discussions. Here she is. Let's welcome the one and only, the engaging host for the national show. Please give it up for Shana Thornton. Good Tuesday evening, everyone, and welcome to your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton. Of course, I am Shana, and it is Tuesday night, everyone. It is May 5th, and I am excited and honored that you have opted to join us right now. Well, you know, this award-winning show always strives to bring you the critical news segments of today, the issues and the topics that matter in your world. I believe that awareness and education is key, and tonight's segment is a very important one and one that may hit close to home to you. Tonight, we are putting the spotlight on lupus, on lupus. It is a disease that affects over 1 million people in the United States of America. And, of course, that's assuming that all of the diagnoses are accurate, meaning right now you may be listening in, uh, you may know someone who may have all of the symptoms, maybe they're thinking they have lupus, but there has not been an official diagnosis yet. Well, tonight's show will put the spotlight on all of it. We have an amazing panel of guests that will truly amaze you. We have a medical physician with us, we have a leading advocate for lupus, and we also have a best-selling author, and we have an advocate who, of course, is a very gifted and acclaimed vocalist. I have all that lined up for you tonight, this Tuesday night, but first, please allow me to bring you some very important messaging before we get started. But remember, Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, is your show. This is your family weekly show. We bring the topics for you, and you matter the most. Stay with me. It was out of love, a true love story of deception, grace, and forgiveness by sensational author James Marr. It's a powerful book that will truly inspire you. In this bizarre but true love story, a husband unravels the mystery surrounding his wife's 30-year deception and discovers the true meaning of God's grace and forgiveness. All readers will gain from this phenomenal life story. Get a copy of the book for yourself or for a loved one. Download the free ebook at www.itwasoutoflove.com. Again, get your free ebook version of this phenomenal book by visiting www.itwasoutoflove.com. It Was Out of Love, a true love story of deception, grace, and forgiveness by Arthur James Marr. My name is Donnie Myers. I'm the wellness director of Life, Sport, Work, Performance, and Fitness. Are you looking for a coach or a trainer to help you reach your fitness and wellness goals? Well, we have the perfect platform for the busy person who needs the convenience to access training and coaching 24-7. The personal attention to specifically meet your needs and your busy schedule. And, of course, a buddy to hold you accountable and to keep it fun and motivated so that you just stick with it. 
We work with companies, organizations, community groups, and individuals to develop your wellness program. Start your first fitness challenge today for only $20 a month. Visit our website at www.lswfitness.com or call us at 678-607-5579. Again, that's www.lswfitness.com or call us at 678-607-5579. Let's get fit and stay fit. Most car accident victims worry more about the damage to their vehicles than they do their own bodies until it's too late. Find out if you have any soft tissue injuries or hidden injuries that can lead to a lifetime of unnecessary suffering. If you've recently been involved in a car accident and don't know what to do next, don't suffer another day. Call 770-757-0551. Well, everyone, do know that your national family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, appreciates everyone. All of our partners and sponsors, we truly value the support. And also our listeners, of course, that tune in with us each and every Tuesday night. Thank you for everything. Now, if you are interested in joining our sponsorship team, simply email us at letstalkshana at gmail.com. Again, that's letstalkshana at gmail.com and one of our courteous and professional staff members will reach out to you because we have all of the answers when it comes to your advertising needs and concerns. Do connect with us. Also, connect with us on the various social media outlets out there. If you're on Instagram, do look us up. Our handle there is Let's Talk America Radio. Let's Talk America Radio on Instagram. And if you happen to be on Twitter, look us up. We're S.S. Thornton there. That's our handle, S.S. Thornton. Well, everyone, I am excited and very much looking forward to this very critical conversation tonight about lupus. It is a very serious health concern. It is a disease that is mysterious to most, and that's why here at Let's Talk America, we wanted to bring this topic to you. Wherever you are tonight, if you're sitting in your living room, if you're still at your cubicle at work, if you are in the car, if you are currently watching uh, your kid practice basketball in the gym, wherever you are, you have to stay with us tonight because this is a very, very important topic. Anything, of course, concerning your health is, and especially topics that matter. And lupus is one of those diseases, of course, that matter. All health concerns and diseases matter. But this is one we wanted to be committed to bringing more information to so you can know more about it. And we have one phenomenal uh, panel of guests with us tonight. I am so excited, and I want to get right to our guests because they have some critical and very, very important uh, information that to bring to you that you can keep for yourself and also share with family, friends, and colleagues. Now, before we get started on the conversation of lupus, as always, keeping with tradition, I would like to share some words of inspiration for tonight's show. Maya Angelou, the late great poet, once said, try to be a rainbow in someone's cloud. Again, the late great Maya Angelou once said, Try to be a rainbow in someone's cloud. And oh, what a very uh, relevant and timely, timely quote 
and information. You know, there's a lot always going on. It may be with yourself, uh, health concerns, maybe financial worries, relationship worries, um, cutting on the news every day and getting concerned about the crime in your area. But remember to try to stay as positive as possible and try to make a difference, certainly a positive and impactful difference, in the lives that surround you. Be that rainbow. Even if it's the midst of a storm, a thunderstorm, lots of lightning, please be the rainbow. Keep a smile on your face and always think the best of every situation because greatness, a great destiny, is yours. Well, everyone, let's move right into the topic for tonight, putting the spotlight on lupus. Well, according to the Lupus Foundation of America, research estimates that at least 1.5 million Americans are living with lupus. Well, everyone, we are going to start off this very, very timely, relevant, and critical conversation about lupus with bringing in Dr. Mitchell Gaynor. He is a leading oncologist, and I'm honored to have him on. Listeners of Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, it's Tuesday night, and you know we always offer relevant conversation, newsmakers and the stories that influence and impact your world. And as I already said at the top of the hour, we are spotlighting lupus tonight. Lupus, it's our very special health edition. And I am honored right now to be speaking with the one and only Dr. Mitchell Gaynor. He is a celebrated physician. Uh, There are many accolades that go along with him, uh, but to keep it simple, I will let you know that he's an attending physician at New York Presbyterian Hospital. How are you this Tuesday night, Dr. Gaynor? Great, Shane. It's great to be with you. Thank you so much. As you know, we're talking about lupus. You know, there are many questions, concerns. A lot of individuals are confused because, you know, uh, to be frank with you, there's not a whole lot of information that we tend to see in the mainstream media about it. So I want you to explain everything. What exactly is lupus? Lupus is a chronic condition, and it's what we call in medicine an autoimmune disease. And what that uh, means is that your uh, immune system that's usually responsible for fighting everything from bacteria to viruses to early cancer cells, it turns against your own body. And you start making antibodies, uh, which... Uh, or uh, protein-like substances that kill bacteria and viruses, cancer cells, but you start making them against uh, your skin. You can make them against your joints, uh, liver, kidneys, and that causes a variety of different symptoms. They can range anywhere from mild uh, to very severe, you know, very severe uh, rashes. You can get kidney damage. You can uh, get very, very severe joint pain, and uh, so sometimes we have to use pretty strong medicines to treat it. Wow. So, and you said it eloquently and so well, and I'm listening to this. I'm I'm not a medical, uh, of course, professional like yourself. The body just uh, turns on itself and attacks its own ground, right? That's exactly right, Shana, and so... We don't know exactly why that happens, but we do know several things uh, that might be uh, triggering it and that have been found to trigger it. One is environmental toxins that you can get sometimes if a chemical uh, called trichloroethylene, which they uh, used to use in dry cleaning fluids and uh, uh, 
benzene, which uh, is in some gasoline, if that leaks into the groundwater and gets in certain people's well water, uh, that's been found to trigger it. Ultraviolet light sometimes will trigger it. Uh, women of color, uh, for reasons we're not sure of, are two to three times more likely uh, to develop lupus, although it can happen uh, to anybody. Yeah. And it's really not that uncommon. It's uh, felt that about 5 million people around the world uh, have some form of lupus. Wow. You know, tell me this. You know, what age does it tend to be diagnosed? Because I have heard, and just from my brief research on it, you know, of course, before bringing you in, it seems like it's tough to often diagnose. But when it does get diagnosed, is it the young, is it the middle age, or is it an elderly individual? That's a great question, Shana. It's more common in women, and it uh, will usually strike women of childbearing age, mm. so anywhere from 15 to 45 years old. Mm. Uh, but men can uh, develop it, children can develop it, uh, teenagers uh, not uncommonly will develop it, uh, but usually it'll be somewhere between the ages of 15 and 45. If you're older than that, uh, it's unlikely you'll get it. Okay. You know, also tell me this. So I, I know and like I just said, that it can be tough to diagnose. Tell us the reasons why. The reason why is because it can mimic so many different things. So some people will just get sore joints and they'll figure it was from working out at the gym okay. uh, or that it's genetic. We do know lupus tends to run in families. Uh, we haven't identified a gene for lupus but we do feel that there is some genetic component uh, because it does tend to run in families. So people think, well, my grandmother had arthritis, my mother had some, and it wasn't diagnosed to them, so they just uh, dismiss it uh, as having achy joints. Uh, other people just get rashes uh, from sun exposure sometimes, yeah. or assume they're just sun sensitive, and you really, if you have any of those kind of symptoms that are chronic, in other words, lasting more than six months, you should go to a doctor and get tested for it because there are blood tests uh, that we can do to diagnose it. Okay. Wow. Well, that's great to know that, you know, they don't have to suffer and wonder because there's that blood test, but to be on board to see a physician or a medical professional to get that diagnosis. Tell me this. What does the latest research tell us about treatment? Well, there are a lot of interesting treatments because what happens to the body once you make antibodies or your immune system turns against itself is what those antibodies do is they create inflammation wherever they're affecting. So if they're in your skin, they create an intense inflammatory reaction in the skin. If it's your joints, your joints get very inflamed. Uh, if it's your kidneys, uh, they end up getting damaged for inflammation. So most of the medical treatments as far as drugs uh, are related to decreasing the inflammation associated with the antibodies are also r related to decreasing the antibodies. So very often we'll give steroids uh, like uh, prednisone, but those have a lot of side effects and you can't stay on them forever. Very often what will happen is you'll give those to a patient and they'll help, but the second you taper them off, it comes back. Okay. So there are other drugs, one's called Plaquenil, and uh, that 
you can take for longer periods of time. That suppresses the inflammatory response. But there are a lot of nutrients that are very anti-inflammatory that uh, have been found to be very helpful. One is turmeric. Turmeric is what gives curry its yellow color. Okay. Another one is ginger. And uh, you can make ginger tea. You could use ginger uh, in cooking, rice, chicken, soups. Ginger has uh, chemicals called gingerols, which are profoundly anti-inflammatory. Then uh, there are uh, things in red grapes and black raspberries uh, that block uh, what are called inflammatory cytokines. And uh, those are very, very important uh, foods to consume in your diet. And perhaps one of the most important things people could do is take care of their gut. A lot of inflammation starts in the gut. And the reason is, is you have to have the uh, right bacteria in your gut always to keep inflammation low in your body. That'll keep it from damaging your blood vessels, your brain, your kidneys. And the reason that is, if you have the wrong bacteria in your gut, your gut will become inflamed. It'll release inflammatory chemicals throughout your body to produce more inflammation. So you take care of your gut bacteria uh, by either taking a probiotic, uh, which is just uh, good bacteria for the gut, like acidophilus. Okay. And uh, you can also consume uh, yogurt. The best type is Greek yogurt okay. uh, with added cultures and no added sugar. Uh, you can consume fermented foods like sauerkraut and miso. Those are loaded with good probiotic bacteria. Then you want to feed those probiotic bacteria with the right foods. So the foods you want to take in are like uh, whole grains, especially barley and spelt, because those are broken down to short-chain fatty acids. Yes. Kale, collard greens, uh, spinach are all broken down. Also, chicory leaves uh, can be added to salad. Dandelion okay. leaves can be added to salad. Those are broken down to extremely useful nutrients called prebiotics for those bacteria. So if you do all those things, you can decrease inflammation. Omega-3s are absolutely critical. Omega-3 fatty acids yeah. come from cold, deep water fish. Uh, if you don't like fish, plant-based plant-based sources are chia seeds, okay. pumpkin seeds, and flax seeds. Mm, wonderful information. It's Tuesday night. You're listening to the national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton. We are putting the spotlight on lupus, trying to understand more about this uh, mysterious disease. We have the one and only celebrated physician, Dr. Mitchell Gaynor. He is on with us, and he is truly sharing some wonderful information. Uh, if you are a lupus sufferer, uh, yourself, I'm sure you're taking notes, or if you are impacted knowing someone that has lupus, or if you're just a responsible individual who wants to know more about health in general, of course, this segment is critical. So right now, message all of your friends uh, so they can catch the remaining part of this segment. You know, uh, Dr. Gaynor, you're telling us great information, and this may be an obvious question to you uh, because you're a celebrated physician, but if you are diagnosed with lupus, is it one of those diseases that you always have, or is it like cancer? You can be in remission. Explain that thinking for me. Well, it can come and go. So uh, 
very often uh, the disease uh, can be put into some sort of remission, mm -hmm. and sometimes it'll just spontaneously go into remission, and a lot of the blood tests we'll look for, uh, they'll just get better. Okay. And uh, we like to see that, uh, and we do feel that uh, getting enough exercise, that's critically important yes. uh, for lupus patients. Uh, your digestive tract, critically important. And if you do a lot of those things, we do see a lot of the blood tests and a lot of the symptoms of lupus go into remission. Now, it can always come back okay. once you've had it, so you need to be on the alert for that. I see. Okay. So you definitely have to stay in tune with the body. And so... In a sense, once you are diagnosed with lupus, you pretty much always have it, but you can be in remission or periods or hiatus breaks where it's not, uh, I guess, obvious or showing symptoms. That's correct. Good, powerful information. Again, we have the one and only Dr. Mitchell Gaynor is on Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, tonight. You know, and this may be a myth, Dr. Gaynor, but I have heard several people say that uh, some of the treatment they received when treating their lupus or the symptoms or the outbreaks was chemotherapy. Now, is this just some myth that's out there, or is that true? And are there times where a lupus patient can be treated with chemotherapy? Yes, uh, lupus is not cancer, but still sometimes the lupus uh, is bad enough uh, to where chemotherapy drugs do have to be uh, used, you know, the same drugs that we will use to treat cancer and that were initially developed to treat cancer to treat a lupus flare. And uh, those drugs will work to suppress the immune system for producing uh, those antibodies. It's uh, only done when people are really having a bad flare like, you know, kidney damage okay. or just severe, severe skin rashes or joint pain that's debilitating. Okay, so it has to be on a, a scenario case by case. So it's not one stop for everybody. Every lupus patient will differ and vary with symptoms. That's correct. Mm, powerful information. You know, uh, Dr. Gaynor, before you leave us, uh, any lasting words of hope for those living with lupus? You're a physician. Uh, you've seen lupus patients yourself. You know the research that's out there. We have listeners all over uh, from California to Texas uh, to uh, the Washington, D.C., and obviously New York also. You know, they're scared. They're afraid. You know, that's the human component of any disease, any condition. You know, any lasting words of hope? Well, I think with uh, all that we're learning about a new field called epigenetics, that we are really on the verge of understanding all diseases from lupus to cancer completely differently than the way we have the last 50 years. And what that means is, is you're born with the genes that you're born with from, you know, half from your mother, half from yeah. your father, but the control of those genes uh, can really be modified throughout your lifetime by foods, uh, nutrients that you're putting in your body, and so the control of gene expression is really what it's all about now, and so I think there is a lot of hope for people with every type of chronic disease. Wow, beautiful. So the more research, and I'm sure that would just continue to uh, empower patients with uh, treatment that is successful and effective for as many patients as possible. You know, before you get out of here, I would love for you to share with our national listeners how they can connect with you. I know 
know, uh, from my understanding, you have a dynamic book that's going to be coming out very soon, right, Dr. Gaynor? Yes, its uh, release date is April 21st. It's called The Gene Therapy Plan, Taking Control of Your Genetic Destiny Through Diet and Lifestyle. Dr. Oz wrote the foreword uh, to the book, and it's a book uh, uh, just about how vibrant your genes are and how you're not stuck with the genetic destiny. You know, if your parents were overweight or had cancer or lupus, uh, there are a lot of things you can do to control uh, your fate. Wow, beautiful message uh, and beautiful uh, journey for all of us to understand. Are you, you have a website or are you on social media if they want to ask you questions or find out more information about lupus or cancer or MS or any disease out there? Absolutely. I have a website called Gene Changer, G-E-N-E, changer.com, and uh, it's filled with free uh, information, uh, nutrition regimens, juicing regimens, uh, a free newsletter people can sign up for. Um, I'm also uh, on Facebook at uh, Mitch Gaynor, MD. Uh, so, um, there's a lot of uh, ways people can connect with me and be able to get all this summation. Wonderful. You know, news matters because, of course, it allows us to make sure we've got a great plan for the future. Thank you, Dr. Mitchell Gaynor. Keep up all of your great work. Thanks, Shana, for having me. Dynamic conversation with the one and only Dr. Gaynor. We are far from done. We've got some other dynamic conversations to present to you tonight. Before we get to our second exclusive guest, please lend me your ear for just a few seconds. Why search through acres of racks in store after store at an overcrowded mall or shopping center when you can save time and enjoy the simplicity of online shopping at TrendyBling.com? With an eye for today's newest fashion trends, TrendyBling offers chic and stylish clothing and accessories at prices that any fashionista can afford. Gone are the days of unforgiving fluorescent lights, messy, too small dressing rooms, and limited stock. By offering quality merchandise online, TrendyBling can stock far more than your average retail store or outlet. A simple search on TrendyBling.com makes it possible to find your unique fashion look with all the ease and comfort offered by online shopping in a snap. Go ahead, get your tablet, laptop, home computer, or mobile device and visit our website at TrendyBling.com to find that perfect ensemble for any occasion. That's TrendyBling.com. Trendy with an I, Bling.com. We are putting the spotlight on lupus here at Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. And I told you we are far from done because we have some other exclusive conversations you have to hear, you need to hear tonight to learn all you can about lupus. We've had our leading physician on with us and very thankful for that. Right now, I want to go right into a very relevant conversation with the one and only Sharon Harris. She's the founder of an amazing organization. Let's get right to it. Listeners of Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. As you already know, it's Tuesday night, and we are putting the spotlight on lupus. Lupus, those living with it, the latest research with it, the spotlight is on this autoimmune deficiency disease. And right now, I have the pleasure of speaking one-on-one with the founder and president of Lupus Detroit. I have Sharon Harris with us. Sharon, how are you this Tuesday night? 
I am wonderful. How are you? I am awesome, and I am honored uh, to speak with you about, one, your amazing organization that I've heard so much uh, great news about, and also more about lupus and your journey. You know, before uh, we get too deep into everything, first, explain your work with Lupus Detroit. Sure. I founded Lupus Detroit um, about two years ago. I was working for another lupus organization in Michigan, and in my opinion, they had no interest in coming to the city to support people in the city. I mean, Detroit is 82 or 83% African American, and the people most likely to be diagnosed with lupus are either Latino or African American. So I just felt that we needed to be closer um, to the city, you know, because pe- people in the city need awareness, you know, they need to be advocated for. And so I broke away from them and started Lupus Detroit two years ago, and we've been off and running ever since, Shana. Wow. And so um, let's see, our first year, we raised over $5,000 um, with a Lupus Walk that yeah. was held in the city. And we were presented a Spirit of Detroit Award by the Detroit City Council's President, Linda wow. Jones. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. You know, in our first year, so we were like, okay, this is really God-driven. This is God-led, you know. Wow. Only he can make that happen. And we had over 200 walkers. You know, Sharon, I... I- I am so impressed and inspired by you because, you know, and we're going to get into your journey of having lupus yourself, but, you know, here you are, uh, you've been diagnosed with the disease yourself, living with it for several years, and you saw there was a need for advocacy, and you saw there were some discrepancies in how things were getting done for whatever reason, and you said, I'm going to have the initiative and the drive to start this organization to really address the needs of everyone um, that needs to have a voice, And, and I'm amazed by that. You know what? You know, is there anything in particular that pushed you to do it, or is this your strength? Is it your gut feeling? Share with us. um, I believe it's a combination of things. Okay. Um, Probably the first being I'm an only child, so I'm just used to looking out for people. Yes. (laughs) And, um, you know, number two, I love the underdog, Shana. Wow. I love the underdog. Okay. You know, because I think that those are the folks who have the most heart. Wow. And, you know, and number three, you know, I'm just, just a kind person. I want to see everyone win. Beautiful. And I know um, how lupus affected me, though my hair has completely fallen out twice. Okay. I've had the lupus rash, you know, on my face. Yes. At one point, I was unable to walk, and 20 days, I lost 38 pounds. Wow. So I know the struggle. I know mm. the struggle. And I also know that a lot of people don't have the family and friends support that I had when going through my toughest time with lupus. So I just wanted everybody to feel that kind of um, security Mm. and support and that kind of fellowship just to let them know that they're not by themselves as they go through. And so that's why um, Lupus Detroit was created just pretty much out of necessity. And um, as the organization grows, it just keeps getting better. Last year's walk, that was our second year, uh, one of the Clark sisters, Miss Jackie, Chislam, she came on as our spokesperson. Wow. You know, so that was a total blessing. We raised over $17,000 in our second year. Mm. You know, you're um, con- for, for the walk. You're continuing to prosper and grow. We have Sharon Harris with us. She's 
she's the founder and the president of Lupus Detroit, an advocacy group obviously based in Detroit. And we are putting the spotlight on lupus, and she is a lupus survivor herself, obviously, and she uh, is an advocate, and we appreciate all she does for the community at large. You know, you talked about uh, you know what it's like because you're living with lupus, your hair has fallen out, you're saying some days you could not walk in the past. You know, right now, go into a little more detail about your journey uh, with the diagnosis and whether any symptoms, you know, help our national listeners, Sharon, who may be sitting right now in Miami, Florida, and may say, uh, those sound like some symptoms I have, or uh, maybe they're sitting in Brooklyn, New York, and they don't know a whole lot about lupus. Tell us about your own personal journey. Sure. I was a student um, at Florida a University in Tallahassee, and for two years, I've been having a lot of gastrointestinal problems. Okay. But when I would go to the ER, they would give me some pills to quiet my stomach and send me back. But three days later, I'd be back, you know, in the ER. So um, once I graduated and my family came down to Tallahassee, um, my mom and I would play a lot. And she said, Sharon, what's wrong with your face? I said, Mom, what's wrong with your face? She was like, no, crazy. Your eyebrow, your nose, and your ears are turning the color of the inside of your palm. They were turning white. And, Shana, I'm the type of person, you know, I wash, I wash my face twice a day, yes. morning and night, but just the stress that I have put myself under, you know, um, looking for jobs, okay. you know, wanting to do well in the final, getting the family down um, from Detroit to Tallahassee graduation, never noticed that my face was changing color. Never noticed. Wow. And so I said, well, Mom, when I make it back to Detroit, I'll just go to the dermatologist. So when I went to the dermatologist, um, Dr. Mates was her name. This was February of 2002. When she looked at me, she said, you have discoid lupus. I had never heard of lupus in my life. Okay. So discoid lupus is lupus of the skin. She did a biopsy, which I thought at the time was just like the most inhumane thing in the world, where okay. she took a piece of skin from my eyebrow and put it in a little tube. Okay. And I was sitting there on, on the cold um, hard table. Yeah. And a single tear tri- trickled down my cheek. Down my cheek. Okay. And she said, what's wrong? And I just, just couldn't articulate it. She said, this is a lot, isn't it? She said, yes, it's a lot. Because, you know, your parents tell you to grow up and to mind your elders and do well okay. and treat everybody kindly, but they don't, they don't say you might have a, a, a chronic illness. Okay. But, yeah, it was a shock to me. It was a group that's inside of my family. Mm. It was a night of my family. And I'll never forget that day, February 4th, 2002, when I received the diagnosis. And when I left Dr. Mate's office, or prior to me leaving, they did blood work. Yeah. Um, you know, to see if I had it both ways. And I remember walking through the parking garage of uh, Henry Ford Hospital okay. with my fist balled up. Like, okay, Rufus, if you want to rumble, we can rumble. Okay, okay. I'm going to win. You know, I'm coming out on top. Mm. Yeah, I have both, discoid and systemic lupus. Yes. And um, other symptoms of lupus are achy joints, the okay. swollen joints. Yes. What's called pleurisy, when you inhale deeply and your chest hurts. Okay. Um, a very telling sign is having too much protein in your urine. Okay. That's when your kidneys make too much protein. When you urinate, it may look um, bubbly or frothy. Okay. I can have mouth sores, sores in your nose. Yes. Um, you know, it can affect the thing about lupus and why it takes so long for a diagnosis because its symptoms mimic those of other diseases. Yes. On average, it takes a lupus patient, and I hate the word patient, I like lupus warrior. Okay, beautiful. It's a lupus warrior, a 
uh, on average, four years to be actually diagnosed with lupus. I see. That's a long time to be in suffering. You know, I'm Sharon, I'm listening to you talk, and obviously I, I'm not in the medical world. You know, but when you said some of the symptoms perhaps are mouth sores, right? You know, when you think of that, I could see just from the secular side, not being in the medical world or being a physician or an advocate such as yourself, saying, well, that's it alone, right? If you're looking at just, say, that or and maybe achy joints here a few months later, that would, I would imagine, be hard to identify as lupus or any autoimmune deficiency disease or condition because... Because you're like, well, mouth sores, you know, many people can get that here and there, a little achy joint here and there. So I think just from my perspective, being non-medical, of course, again, it would be challenging to diagnose lupus. Yeah, unfortunately, it is. So they take your symptoms and also your blood work. Yes. And your urinalysis to pull together the diagnosis. Okay. So it's tricky, and it's really sad that, the medical community doesn't know enough about it because four years is a long time for somebody to be in pain. Yes. To have that psychological aspect of it. We're not going to talk about the emotional and the financial. Yes. Because as they're misdiagnosing you, they're giving you a variety of drugs. Yes. You know, that aren't working for you. Mm. So, I mean, it's, it, you know, people just think of the physical aspect. No, ma'am, it's so much that goes, so much more that goes into um, a misdiagnosis. You know, Sharon, as you speak of lupus, and I have spoken with individuals like yourself who um, are lupus warriors. I love that tagline of yours. <laughs> you know, and I, I, from what I understand, and I want you to go into this a little deeper because you obviously are much more of an expert than I am. So there are days where one with lupus, such as yourself or others, can get up, and it would uh, seem to be a, a normal, healthy day. And then there are some days when there uh, is pain, right? Explain. That. Right. And I'm um, sharing what you just described. That can happen in the course of an hour. Okay. True story. Like you can wake up in the morning, oh, you are feeling great. Okay. You're super. And honestly, by lunchtime, you're in the, in the emergency room. Wow. Because it happened just that sudden. Mm. You know, just that sudden. And the thing is with the flares, they can last from eight, two weeks to 15 years. Wow. You know, honestly, you know, and that's the crazy thing about lupus, and you will often hear people say, oh, you have lupus? You look so well. Yes. You know, because there have been times where I've been sick and looked just as flat. Yes. And, you know, and just been in the bed just in agony and pain. Mm. Wow. You know, and lupus can affect any organ in the body. We're like snowflakes. You know, each one of us is different. Yes. And and I want to just explain a little more to, obviously, um, we have had a medical expert on a little earlier than you. But, it, of course, again, lupus is an autoimmune deficiency disease um, that affects uh, roughly, from our account, over 2 million people in the U.S., over 5 million worldwide. And from the understanding that I get, Sharon, is that the body can attack healthy tissue. So the body, in a sense, will turn on itself, Right. Exactly, but that's what happens. Your healthy cells in your body turn on each other, and that's what causes the flares. Mm. Tell me what the flares feel like. Is it more of an inflammation? Is it throbbing? Is it like gout in a toe? Explain for our national listeners. Okay, now once again, it's different for, for everybody. Okay. But what I would describe, or how I have described it, is um, like, and I've never been bit by a wolf. Okay. Like a wolf or something just tearing you apart. Mm. I mean, I know one day I brushed my eyebrows by mistake, yes. just with my hand, and she then screamed my head off. Oh, wow. My eyebrows were hurting. 
So it can be it can be brutal pain in a sense. I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it can be. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's, it's brutal pain. It's, it's terrible. So there were times, as grown as I am, but my mom had to lay in the bed with me, but not really touch me because yes. it was it was it was hurt. It hurt. Oh. But I needed that body heat because with the most folks with um, lupus are anemic. Okay. You know, they have low uh, red blood counts, yes. low white blood counts. So tend to oh, perhaps be cold, it's perhaps being cold-natured often, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Yeah, so just, it, it's, it's so, you know, and that just goes back to me creating the busy choice. I just wanted people to know that they're one by themselves and you're not crazy. Mm-hmm. A lot of doctors try to, you know, see, you see a psychologist. Okay. You know, for one person can't have all these ailments, but they can. Okay. Yes. You know, oh, oh, but they can, you know, and they're not a hypochondriac. Okay. You know, so a lot of people are being shamed for their symptoms, and that's not fair. No, it's not. You know, I want to touch on the medical side a little more, Sharon, from your perspective. Obviously, when you were diagnosed, uh, you were in college, and you said you would have stomach pains or discomfort, and you were being adamant about going to get it checked out. Now, we have national listeners from all over, and some, obviously, outside of the United States, and everyone does not have the attitude, for whatever reason, of saying, well, I need to get that checked out. That pain has been bothering me for a while now. They'll say, well, I'll live with it, I'll deal with it, Um, you know. It will eventually go away. And uh, I believe personally some of that, for some of us, not all of us, can be brought on by fear, right? A fear of I don't want to hear the diagnosis. I don't want to know what's going on. And not just for lupus, Sharon. We're talking about for cancer, diabetes, heart disease, whatever may be going on. You know, obviously you're a lupus warrior. You're an advocate overall for healthy living uh, when it comes to uh, physical and also emotional and mental. You know, explain to our listeners everywhere right now how important it is, Sharon, to be proactive with your health. If there is something wrong, to not be afraid, if possible, to find the strength and a courage like you to get the information. Share that right now, please. I'm sure. Um, fear, that is, um, that's common. Yes. And that's normal. And it's okay. You know, it, it is okay. But in my mind, Shana, I made up my mind yes. to face it head on because I knew that I wasn't created to be here on this earth sick when God said I have a cattle on a thousand hills. Wow. I wasn't put here yes. to be constantly depressed and sick and okay. over with me. Okay. You know, like I always, you know, I'm, I'm from Detroit. I'm, I'm scrappy. <laughs> we'll make it through. You know, I, I'm going to, you know, whatever it is, I'm going to make it through. Yes. Because you have to look at your opposition as an opportunity, and that's what I did. Wow. And when I did that, I mean, really, you know, God will put people in your path to help you along the way. Because I always have said, look at Detroit, this is kingdom work. Okay. You know, this is kingdom work. You know, 20 years ago, I said, I'm going to be the next Oprah, but there's already an Oprah. Okay. This is what yes. I'm supposed to do right now, yes. right here. Awesome. You know, so you so and definitely so you're saying it's okay to be afraid. You're saying that's a common human, you know, emotion. But you're saying find a way to persevere and push it to a side where you have to be proactive about your health. Right? Go check out the okay. symptoms. Go see a doctor. Nobody knows your symptoms like you. Yes. And doctors will attempt to brush you to the side. Oh, it's not this. It's not that. And I know that it's tiresome, but you have to be an advocate for yourself. Yes. Nobody knows your body. That's why it's called a doctor's practice. That's right. That's what they're doing. Okay. That's right. You know, and get more than one opinion. Okay. 
You know, get more, get more than one opinion. I highly suggest that. And always listen to your body. Take some time. Yes. Sometimes you just have to be quiet, pull away from everything, and listen to your body. Listen to your body. And you know, and no you one knows. everything. Listen to your body. No one knows your body like you. We're talking about lupus tonight on your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton. My exclusive featured guest right now, I'm sitting down with Sharon Harris, and she is the founder and president of Lupus Detroit. You know, Sharon, we've covered a lot of things. Your journey, we've talked about the mission of of lupus Detroit. Uh, we talked about how important it is to be an advocate for yourself on a medical end too. You know, go to the physician. Don't, you know, pretend those symptoms aren't there. Don't live in pain when you don't have to. I want to talk about the social side right now. You know, obviously individuals, uh, women and men uh, that live with uh, lupus um, have families. Uh, they have moms, they have dads, they have brothers, sisters, wives, uh, partners, uh, they have children. You know, what is the impact? And I know it varies from person to person, like you say, the symptoms do, right? There's no cookie-cutter formula for an individual living with lupus. But what is the social impact from the family perspective? For one, I'm sure the financial onset, right, because you're talking about uh, perhaps living with a long-term chronic illness, so there's a financial uh, impact that can come from that. What else comes from living with lupus when it comes to the community at large and the families that know these individuals, these lupus warriors, as you say? You um, spoke on um, an awesome topic, and that's the social aspect. You know, because your energy is not like it used to be. Okay. Meaning all of these commitments that you had prior to being diagnosed, you can't keep now. Okay. It's impossible. And even now, you know, I hold a full-time job. Yes. And I also do Lucas Detroit. Okay. Which is really another full-time job. Yes, it is. And, you know, you have to pick and choose your battles. I okay. can't hang out with my friend girls like I would want to, okay. you know, because I'm tired. And that's okay. Yes. And really with this kind of battle or journey, Shana, you will realize who your friends are. Okay. Because sometimes you may have to cancel three times in a row. Okay. And unfortunately, your friends are going to have to be okay with that. Yes. Don't push yourself because you're going to be the one going through the flare. Okay. Your hair right. is going to fall out. Your friends are going to be somewhere loudly gagging up in a good time. Yes. Mm. You know, so you really just have to know your body and know okay. your own limits. Everyone's limits are different. That's right. That's and right. my heart will always go out with the boy if we have children. Okay. Because many times they can't be there for the ball game okay. or the dance recital, wow. the mother-daughter dance or father-son dance. Yes. Because they're tired. Mm. You wow. know, and it's, well, I shouldn't even say tired. It's, it's fatigue. It's greater than being tired. Yes. It's fatigue. Wow. You know, so it, it, it's really sad. And that's why um, I love it when people say be kind to everyone because you don't know what that's kind right. of they're on. Absolutely. That's true. Absolutely. You know, that is true. My heart goes, you know, I'm, I don't have any children. Okay. You know, so I can bounce around and take yes. naps when I want to. Yes. But, you know, for a parent that really wants to parent their child, this is a difficult disease to have. Hmm. You know, tell me this. Uh, you provided so much uh, information for us, uh, bringing more awareness to uh, the disease of lupus, again, affecting over 2 million individuals in the United States, both men and women, obviously individuals of all ethnicity groups. Um, but, Sharon, as you pointed out, uh, the disease um, so far on paper tends to affect mostly African-American women, correct? Right, yes. Okay, and the diagnosis typically occurs before the age of 45, right? That's my understanding in the research. Right, between the age of your childbearing years. Okay. Is, is when it typically manifests, and when it manifests in African-American women, and also men 
of all backgrounds, yes. it usually hits them harder. Okay. Oh, wow. So, wait, okay, so it may be fewer diagnoses, but when a male is diagnosed, it's a more severe case of it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Hmm. You know, tell me this. Where do you see Lupus Detroit in 10 years? Oh, my God. I see us as a top-notch organization able to, provo- able to provide even more financial assistance um, for, for Lupus Warriors because that's our mission. That's what we were founded on. Okay. My whole thought process was what's the use of brochure, the literature telling people about lupus? especially telling lupus warriors about lupus. They know it. They live it every day. Yes. They need finances to pay their rent, to pay their mortgage, to pay their um, electric bills, okay. to keep their family warm. So that is my prayer and my hope for Lupus Detroit 10 years down the road that we're able to continue to raise money mm-hmm. to, to financially assist lupus warriors and just to be a world-class organization that other organizations look to for direction. Mm. Beautiful, and I'm sure that would certainly be the case because uh, the organization Lupus Detroit is already doing some amazing things uh, with some great warriors and advocates uh, behind them and pushing. You know, uh, lasting words right now uh, from Sharon Harris, again, founder and president of Lupus Detroit. She's a lupus uh, warrior herself, and I love that term. She's a lupus warrior herself. You know, lasting words of hope for those living with lupus, Sharon. You, You know it. You've had the diagnosis yourself. You're living with it. You found the courage the strength to be an advocate uh, for obviously yourself, but also for others, like you said, the underdog, uh, the ones who don't necessarily have a voice, and you're out there pushing for them. But you know, obviously, lupus is so much more um, than a concept, than a medical term, than a conversation on a, a national family radio talk show. For those living with it, uh, it is so much more, and it can be complex. It doesn't always look the same, as you so eloquently pointed out. But right now, uh, for someone listening in from San Francisco, California, um, someone listening in right now uh, from Orangeburg, South Carolina, and they're living with lupus, and uh, they're tired physically, emotionally, uh, even perhaps maybe spiritually right now. Sharon, what are your lasting words of hope for them? Um, I would just encourage them to look within. All is not lost. You have a lupus diagnosis. Okay. Um, if it's presented to you, you can make it through. God is with you through it all. Yeah. Through it all, you know. And I always say, uh, I'm always reminded of the story of the Hebrew boys. You know, they went through the fire. And even okay. in the fire, Jesus was there with them. Yeah. And when they came out, it didn't smell of smoke, not a hair on their head was singed, and they okay. were promoted. Okay. That will promote you to what you're going through. It's going to be okay. Mm. But if, you know, if it's put on you, you can rise above it. Mm. You can stay positive. Be, be weary of what you watch, what goes in your mouth, yeah. what you let in your ears. You know, because that does. That either shapes your mind and your thinking negatively or yeah. positively. Mm. So always surround yourself with positive people and positive things. TV shows, radio shows, situations. Yes. Stay positive. Stay positive. Stay positive. I love it. And hopefully for everyone out there living with lupus, those who are affected by it, those uh, listening in right now who just want to know more about it, and hopefully that will be all of us because of society at large, uh, every health condition affects and impacts all of us. Hopefully uh, this segment tonight on your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, inspires and, and let you know have a positive ray of outlook on life because uh, we have lupus warriors among us, and they 
inspire and motivate daily. Sharon Harris has been with us and a great exclusive guest tonight. Again, Sharon Harris, she is the founder and president of Lupus Detroit, an amazing organization, uh, wanting, uh, seeking, and has succeeded at being advocates for those living and impacted with lupus. Sharon, how can our national listeners learn more about your organization and you? We are on Facebook, and that's on facebook.com slash lupusdetroit. We're on Instagram, instagram.com slash lupusdetroit, and Twitter, um, twitter.com slash lupusdetroit. And we also have a website, www.lupusdetroit.org. We keep uh, we keep it updated with all of our upcoming events. Yes. We host support group meetings here in the Detroit area every fourth Saturday at noon, and we have a variety of upcoming events, including participating in the Free Press Marathon in October. Okay. The third annual walk will be September 5th at New Center Park. We have uh, a lupus luncheon, the Warrior Within Tea, that's going to be June the 27th in Southfield, Michigan. Yes. And we're also having um, the Warrior's Feast is being hosted on our behalf by the Culinarian's Corner on May the 23rd at the Gathering in Detroit. So we have a lot going on. Wow, it sounds like it. You all are busy and worthwhile busy. Sharon Harris, your friend here of Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. Keep the conversation going. Our health matters, certainly, and we appreciate having a lupus warrior on with us this Tuesday night. Oh, thank you. We appreciate your time and for even thinking of it, Sharon. You're doing a great work. Thank you, Sharon. Keep it going. What a powerful conversation, again, with a well-known, acclaimed, and celebrated lupus advocate, or shall I say lupus warrior. Well, we are not done yet. I've just got a little bit more for you, but it's just as important. Right now, we'll go right into our another conversation with a very popular person who has a lot to say about lupus also. Let's get right to it. I have best-selling Arthur Ebony Oliver is with us. Listeners of Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, it is Tuesday night, and we are putting the spotlight on lupus. As I said earlier, it is an autoimmune disease uh, that over 2 million people in the United States are living with. It is believed that over 5 million individuals worldwide are living with this disease, and it is one that intrigues me, and I know it affects uh, many lives out there in the states and beyond. And right now, I have Lupus Advocate out of Atlanta, Georgia with me. I have Ebony Oliver on. Uh, She is someone I've had the pleasure of sitting down with and speaking with, and I really admire her for many things, but I know she is a lupus survivor, a lupus advocate, and I'm excited and honored to have you on this Tuesday night. How are you, Ebony? I'm well. How are you, Shana? I am, uh, like I said, honored uh, and elated with joy to sit down and speak with you directly about a disease that impacts millions of lives, and not to mention the countless lives of family and friends and community members um, who live with individuals who, um, as I will say, coping with lupus. And I know you're a survivor of it, and you're going to be able to talk with us about it uh, much more so we can learn, because we know knowledge is power. You know, Ebony, um, as I stated, uh, it's believed that over 2 million people are living in this nation with lupus. Now, I know you're a very strong and adamant advocate um, on behalf of lupus awareness. You know, why have you chosen to speak up and speak out about lupus? Foremost, I know that 
noticed that a lot of people have no idea what lupus is. I've had more people than I can count ask me either what it is or tell me I don't look like I have. Okay. And my question is always, well, what is it exactly supposed to look like? Because I think that people are under the slight misconception that because I think that I'm sick or because I say I don't feel well that I'm supposed to look like I'm sick. Yes. And that's not necessarily the case because lupus is considered an invisible disease just like depression. It's something that you can't see because it's internal. Wow. You know, and so after being asked that question so many times and it irks me, is I figured, you know, if I wrote this book, yes. And if I spoke out a little bit more about the things that I deal with on a daily basis, then more people would understand it. And I can't tell you how many people know what it is or have taken the time to look it up because they know me or because they, you know, they've seen me go through things with the disease itself. You know, Ebony, there are so many diseases and conditions that exist on the national community. And I love your spirit of boldness. I love your spirit of transparency. I don't need to tell someone like you who's traveled the world, though, that uh, every community member is not as uh, transparent or honest or frank about uh, the condition or diseases they live with, which is their business. You know, obviously, I want to say there's no right and wrong in that. But it takes a certain courage to say, I'm living with this condition this disease, and hopefully for my journey, for my experience, I can inspire others. You know, what has motivated you to have that outlook? Um, The feedback I've gotten from people okay. has been amazing. It's, I mean, I've gotten feedback from people with lupus. I've gotten feedback from people without it. I've gotten feedback from people who have simple migraines every day. Wow. And it's, oh, no, you have no idea how much your words on Facebook inspired me today. Or you have no idea, you know, what you said to me yesterday that helped me keep going with my day. I hear it all the time. You know, And it makes me feel good to know that I can help somebody else with simple words. Motivation and inspiration. I love that spirit of uh, human beings such as you, Ebony Oliver. It's Tuesday night, and we're putting the spotlight on lupus awareness right now. Ebony Oliver is with us. She is an author, and she is also a lupus advocate who has uh, dedicated a great deal of her life uh, to allowing others to know what lupus uh, is and let her know, let all of us know that we can live with it and move forward. You know, when we talk about lupus, again, I, as I stated and as you know um, all too well, it's an autoimmune uh, system disease um, from what I understand that the body can attack normal healthy tissue. So it can obviously be uh, painful moments, painful days, painful weeks. You know, from your perspective, uh, what is the day-to-day look like for you, Ebony? Is it is it a day where you wake up where, you know, I'm feeling great today, I'm going to keep the right attitude. What is that like? I don't want to put words in your mouth. You know, most of my days is I wake up and I'm going to keep a good attitude because I've already been through the worst parts of this as far as I'm concerned. I don't think that there's anything worse than what I went through in the first three years. Mm. Waking up, not being able to turn my head on a pillow, not being able to move my fingers, not being able to sit up off the pillow without help. I used to have to get up at five in the morning, which I would set an alarm. And I would go to the grocery store. As simple as this sounds to everybody else, this was my life. I would go to the grocery store and buy the little small things of Welch's grape juice. Yes. Because I would keep them underneath my bed. And the reason I would do that is because I knew that in the morning I couldn't get out of the bed on my own to even go into the kitchen to get something to drink to take my medicine. So I would set my alarm for 5 a.m. 
I would keep that juice right next to my bed on the nightstand along with my pills. I'd have to take my pills, literally not even opening my eyes, swallow my medications, which was about 15, 20 pills. Then I started off with 32. Wow. And go back to sleep. Because I didn't, when 6.30 came around, I wouldn't even be able to get up to get my children ready for school. And my husband was in the military at the time and stationed overseas, and I was in the United States. So, you know, I had my sisters and my mom who would come and help me. But for the most part, I had to figure out a regiment that worked for me so that I could still be their mother. Wow. And above all, of course, you're a mother. You're a wife. I know you're an entrepreneur. You're a writer. You're a business owner. There's so many things that you have. I want to right now horn in on your writing because I know uh, I've spoken with you in detail uh, previously about your writing and your book uh, that's out. I know you have another, a forthcoming book. Tell me this. You live with lupus. Um, Obviously, you're Ebony Oliver. Let that be known, okay? And you're a survivor of lupus. You know, but how has the disease inspired your writing? You're living your success. You know what's funny is when you when you come into contact with something as extreme as lupus, a lot of people don't understand lupus doesn't travel by itself. So, see, I started off with just a diagnosis of lupus. Okay. This was five years ago at the age of 25. As it stands, I've been legally diagnosed with seven different chronic diseases. Okay. Of those seven, three of them can kill me. So, at this point, you know, I've seen a therapist for years to help me to cope with these newfound changes. Yes. And I titled my book Flatline, and the reason I titled it Flatline was for more reasons than one. There's a subliminal reason to it, and there's a literal reason to it. I walked into a hospital and passed out, and when I woke up, it was, hey, we almost lost you. I'm like, excuse me? Wow. What just happened? Why am I in here? Who are all these people? Where's my son? What is going on? But aside from the literal title of the book, my life as I knew it died at the same time. Mm. When I woke up, I had a chronic disease at 25 years old. Yes. I had to take 30-something pills a day to stay alive. Running outside with my son was over. Okay. Being able to hop out of the bed when I got ready was done. Being able to stand or sit for a long period of time, over. Waking up and not being in pain ever, done. All of those things died at the same time. Wow. That's why I titled it that, because Ebony, as I knew her, the 25-year-old invincible, free-spirited person, she was gone. You know, you made some powerful references just now of the things um, when you realized that you were living with lupus. The book, Flatline, again, uh, talked about everything in that moment where you almost uh, faced death, rather. You know, but with all of that, you still persevere. You still keep it going. You still stay motivated. And I guess at this moment, rather, you're not allowing fear to dominate you. Let's talk about the individuals out there who are not necessarily at the point you are emotionally, and they have other things going on in their life as well. Oh, uh, they may have just gotten diagnosed with cancer, diabetes, heart disease, or told they need triple bypass surgery. Things that the first instant response is, I am afraid, I am scared, I'm a mother, I'm a father, I'm a sister, I'm a brother, I'm taking care of my father, I don't have time for this. You know, I'm sure there's a human component in you at that moment who also had fear, but what allowed you to push all of that aside and say there's a light at the end of this tunnel? First and foremost, being as strong as me, it's just being here, period. Okay. I went through 
all of those things. I went through the I'm not doing this. I went through the why me. I went through the this can't be my life. I went through the feeling sorry for myself. I sat in the house for eight weeks straight and cried. Didn't want to go outside. My face broke out. I had to get shots in the face. My hair fell out. I lost so much weight. I was a size two, and I'm five feet seven. I look better at a 13, might I add. Okay. I went through all of that. I went through all of that. I went through every bit of it. My turning point was this. Anybody who knows me personally knows my children run this. Okay. I am a sap when it comes to my children. I was in my room on a regular depressed day, not wanting to be bothered, watching Desperate Housewives on Netflix. Okay. Yes, I remember the day like it was yesterday. It was about two years ago. Yes. Because I'm almost five years into the diagnosis. May 20th will be five years for me. Wow. And my youngest son, who's now five years old, was crying. He's like, I want to go with mommy. And my oldest son was like, no, that ain't, that ain't a good idea. He said, well, leave me alone. I want to go with mommy. He said, well, come on. Come downstairs and watch TV with me. No, I want to go in mommy's room. My oldest son said, now, mommy ain't in no good mood today. And you know how well that could go if you go in there bothering her. That was a problem for me. Okay. They they understood because that it was a family. He knew enough not to come in my room because I was liable to blow up. Oh, wow, your children were aware of the emotional roller coaster that comes exactly. Okay, wow. And I just I couldn't have that to yeah. hear my son say that, and he turns ten tomorrow. Okay, so you know to hear that even come out of his mouth at his age, I was like, wait a minute, what are you doing? Wow, that was you a in here going from zero to a hundred. And by the time I blew up like that, I was already doing it. So there was no stopping point. It was just like a, you know, an out-of-body experience. Like, okay, you're snapping. And for what? Wow. Couldn't even tell you what I was so angry about. A lot of it is the steroids because you have to take those every day to deal with the inflammation until your body gets to a certain point, which I'm still on them. Wow. I used to be a size three. My wedding dress is a one. I now wear a 13. Okay. Do I care? No. As long as I'm not in pain, it makes no difference to me. Awesome. My husband's happy, I'm happy. Awesome. It, it doesn't matter. People awesome. worry about things that are unimportant. And when you look at the unimportant, you look at the underlying. Yes, the steroids blow you up. Yes, they cause you to have mood swings. But they also keep you out of pain. Mm. And I'm okay with that. Wow. Weigh the benefits and the risk and everything. There you go. Wow. Make the right decision with your team of uh, physicians out there. You know, um, we've got to get out of here, but I want to say this. Obviously, we have many listeners. Um, some tonight may be living with lupus, may have a sister or brother with lupus, or some other autoimmune uh, system disease or condition. You know, either way. Or there may have a cancer diagnosis, a heart disease, or diabetes, uh, or MS. There's so many different medical or health conditions one can have, obviously. Any lasting advice for those living with lupus or other diseases or they're afraid that they may also get what their mother or father had? Because here we have a survivor on, and I'm going to say that S word again. Ebony Oliver is a, an accomplished writer, entrepreneur, and a survivor of lupus who uh, still knows to persevere and continue to excel. Ebony, right now uh, you have the stage. What is your advice, your guidance to individuals uh, right now with lupus or other conditions? Ebony Oliver. First and foremost, do not doubt your intuition. The smartest thing I ever did was went to the hospital the first day my neck started hurting. Had no clue I would end up where I am, but I knew it was a pain I wasn't accustomed to. Hmm. It is very important that you trust yourself and you trust your body. 
don't think to yourself, oh, it's just a little crick in my neck. Okay. No, you know the difference. And when you know that you know the difference, you go handle that immediately. Mm-hmm. That was the smartest thing I ever did. Because even when I flatlined, I already had a history. Six months of a history of back and forth to the doctor. So they had to go back and figure out what that problem was. It could have very well killed me if there was nothing for them to look at had I not went. And you have to you have to keep your faith. The worst thing in the world is to get so discouraged that you forget where your blessings come from. Mm. I lost my faith for a very long time, months. And the best thing I ever did was say, okay, enough. No more pity party. Be a big girl. I'm the woman that I want my children to bring home. I have boys. Mm. I do not want them to walk a weak woman into my house. And it doesn't mean because she cries that she's weak. It's a matter of what you do after you fall. Are you going to stay down or are you going to get up and keep going? Wow. What a beautiful a spirit, a beautiful human journey. And, you know, here on Let's Talk America with your host, Shayna Thornton, we believe in the truthful storytelling of human beings. And Ebony Oliver has been with us tonight and, again, continuing the conversation about lupus awareness. Ebony, thank you so much for being on. We're going to have to continue this conversation in the very near future. Before we get out of here on this Tuesday night, Ebony, I know you're an author. You have the book Flatlined. I know you've got some other uh, initiatives and efforts going on. How can our national listeners connect with you? Are you out there on social media? How can they get in contact with you or learn more about the one and only Ebony Oliver? I am everywhere. Authoress KS Oliver on Facebook. Ebony Oliver on Facebook. Authoress KS on Twitter. Authoress KS on Instagram. My website is www.authoressksoliver.com. And if there is anybody who's been diagnosed with anything or you have a headache, you're having a bad day, you're feeling a little depressed, I do answer people. All you got to do is shoot me an inbox. And I do answer you, and I will sit there and talk to you if you're having a bad day. Okay. Because I needed somebody to talk to me. Mm, awesome. It's about learning and inspiring each other. Let's keep the conversation going. Ebony Oliver, your friend here of Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. Keep it going, my friend. Thank you, Shana. Wow. Well, I don't know about you, but I've certainly learned a lot from tonight's guest. But we are not done yet. I have one more piece for you, and I think you want to stay with me just for the next few minutes. Obviously, we've talked to a leading physician who is uh, very, very informed on all that it has to offer for lupus. We talked to two lupus advocates, two lupus warriors, if you will, as Sharon Harris says. And right now, I wanted to bring a different perspective. Um, This next gentleman is uh, very popular in his own right. Obviously, he's an acclaimed and celebrated vocalist. I have the one and only Michael Keith is with us. Of course, he's with the very, very popular group, 112, the Grammy Award-winning popular group, 112. Many love their music. They have millions of fans all over the world. And tonight, Michael uh, gives me a one-on-one conversation about someone very very important in his life who is living with lupus. And so before I bring you this uh, short piece conversation, please lend me your ear for just a few seconds. Are you looking for a family-based radio talk show that addresses the relevant issues and concerns of today? You have found the right option. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton is your award-winning radio talk show that's for every member of the family. We feature meaningful conversations each and every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check out our brand-new website by visiting www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton is talking Talk radio with substance. Tune in. 
Listeners of Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. Of course, it's Tuesday night, and you already know that we're spotlighting lupus, the disease, and obviously there are many perspectives to this, uh, different angles. And right now we are on the line with someone who has a mother um, that is living with lupus, and of course you know him as being a very gifted vocalist with the Group 112. I have Michael Keith with me right now. How are you doing this Tuesday night, Michael? Hi, Shana. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me on the show tonight. Oh, thank you. You know, let's get to it. We're talking about lupus. I know your mother is living with the disease. Obviously, you are a loving son and very supportive of that. You know, we've had a physician on. We've had people that are living with the disease on with us tonight's show. Michael, what is it like being the son, being uh, someone who is a huge supporter? Uh, he loves his mother. He uplifts her in every way. What is it like seeing your mother with this disease? Uh, Any time that you have a family member that has a, a, a debilitating disease and is something like lupus, which is, you know, for everyone that, that does not know it is an autoimmune disease that affects the major organs in the body, the heart, kidneys, um, things, but, you know, things of that nature, it is always difficult because I'm, I'm seeing my mother going through what it is that she's going through, and there isn't a lot that I can do for her physically, okay. you know, and, and that is what is the most challenging thing about um, having someone living with lupus, it's like there is really is it, it's called the the uh, mysterious disease. Like there is no real rhyme or reason to why lupus is what it is and what it does what it does. And so there there really isn't a lot of uh, it's more speculation in this initially about how to treat and things of this nature. So just having her, just watching her take the her medications and she's on the she's on the lighter end of it. If, okay. the, if, if, if that's uh, a phrase, a phrase, a phraseology that I can use with respect to those who are suffering from lupus. She's on the lighter side of it, so she does not have to do the chemotherapy and, and yeah. things of this nature. But she, um, but she does live with it daily, and it's and it's very challenging. And it, it, it really is because I'm a I'm a man's man, yeah. and I'm I'm a I'm a problem solver. Okay. Know? And, and any time that I have uh, a problem in front of me, I love the challenge of being able to solve it. And it's and one of the most challenging things to see is watching my mother go through what she going through and not really having the ability to do anything for her physically. I'm there for mm. mentally, yeah. but spiritually, you know, and, and the family system that we have is an incredible family system. Beautiful. Um, it, it, it's been that way since, since you know, since creation. You know, mm. and we're just a loving family. We're very supportive of each other. So she's always had that. So that's just really, you know, commonplace for us. So she's always had that. She's always felt the love it. Um, it's, that's one of the major things that I find very difficult in with 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 dealing with lupus as far as things like on the outside looking. Mm, amazing, amazing information. Again, you're listening to your award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, and we're on with the one and only Michael Keith. Of course, he is an advocate for lupus, and you also uh, recognize him, obviously, for his uh, contribution, a very gifted vocalist with the group 112, a very popular uh, and acclaimed group. You know, Michael, you talked about the physical aspect of lupus that your mother is living with, and it can be very debilitating, and, and I think you said that so perfectly and eloquently. You know, it's hard to want to, well, I guess it's easy to want to help, but like you said, uh, there's very little physically a loving uh, family member can do, but let's talk about the emotional uh, aspect of it. You know, what sort of support emotionally um, are you giving your mother? Are, are you cheering her on, or, or are you just, you know, giving her peace and quiet when she needs it? What does that look like? Uh, 
Well, it, 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 it's really similar to how I had to be when I was growing up with my mother. You know, she when, when she got home from being, you know, hard days work and she wanted to be left alone, we left her alone. Okay. You know I mean? and, and, you know, so we, for the most part, you know, we, we, we pretty much, we pretty much give her the respect and the dignity that she requires and, and that anybody requires, you know, be it someone who's suffering from lupus or, uh, or whatever the case may be. Um, she, like so many others with lupus, feel as though at times that she's alone okay. and nobody understands what she's going through. And yeah, I've heard that so many people that I've spoken to that are, that are uh, diagnosed with this is that they feel as though they're doing it on their own and there isn't a concrete uh, overall national um, home for people that are afflicted with lupus that can call and speak to someone else who understands what they're going through. And yeah. That's one of the major things that I have been advocating for is, is, is to, uh, um, of course, gain more awareness for lupus, but also have a central location where people that are affected with lupus can have a can have a central location where they can converse with each other and basically just share their feelings with yeah. people of their ill and people that that are afflicted. It's one thing for my mother to tell me uh, how how her day is and how she's really tired and her bones are aching and mm, wow. you know, her nerves are are are, 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 are are just popping at the, at the moment, and, and you know her nerve endings are really okay. you know, just uh, uh, just really active right now, and you know and, and her feet are swollen and things of this nature. It's like it's it's one thing for to tell me that, but it's a, another totally thing when someone who is affected with lupus understands exactly where she's coming from and what she feels when she feels like. So the best that we can do, as far as being family members, is like when she needs that time yeah. for herself, we give it to her. When she needs that support. You know, we, we try to, you know, we, we do, that as, do that as well. We try to give her her space. But at the same time, I always, I check on my mother just to check on my mother anyway. You know, just to see how she's doing and, and, and you know, let her know that, you know, the loop is back up today or, you know, the case, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. I, can, I can pretty much tell when my mother needs me to be more supportive and when she needs to have that time to herself. But for the most part, most people that are with the loop feel as though they are alone. I'm here to try to remedy that as much as I possibly can. I'm in a position right now being in 112, yeah. and most people in my demographic that I sing to are the ones most susceptible to getting lupus. Very true. Women of color, ages 14 to 45. Those are, that, that's pretty much yeah. my demographic. So what better platform that I have than to you know, get out and sing to these people and also let them know that they're not alone. That's right. And there are people out here that really do care about their well-being, and we want to find a cure. You know, wow. for, for this debilitating disease, and, and I'm not one of those celebrities that, you know, it's okay. That's that's the disease of the month. So okay. I'm on this yes. month. You know, this is this is my mom. So that's right. I have to. I'm doing what I can in order to get as much awareness, and I and I think we are accomplishing this, and and it's also with uh, with people like you, Shana, and and and, and your thank you uh, and your efforts, and it, it, it's like it's things like this because ten years ago, lupus was you know something that people like. I, I, I know it sounds crazy to me, but it's something that people joke about. Okay, you know what wow. I mean? It, 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 it was it was it was it was half-hearted, and, and it, because we were so unaware of what was actually, you know, what Lucas actually was, and, and to this day still is, that you know that we can't get a lot of people on board with it because there's no real. With, for example, with cancer, we know what we know what cancer is. Yes. You know, with with HIV and AIDS, we know what we know what that is. Yes. With lupus is. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's all over the place. And there are 
Correct. It's an autoimmune disease. So it's kind of hard to pinpoint and it's hard to get people on board because there's so many things, okay, if you're feeling tired, if you're feeling sick all the time, yes. you have the, the rash, the butterfly rash, yes. you know, case, if you have a vitamin B deficiency, you know what I mean? It's like all these things are going on and, and it's like really hard to pinpoint, you know, and, and, and get people on board with that. So we're doing as much as we possibly can to get but what I, my main goal, obviously, is to find a cure. But mm. in, the, in the short term, is to get a central location where people who are afflicted with lupus can converse with other people of, that have lupus and feel a unity and feel like they're not doing it alone. Because I know that's one of the things that my mother, um, she, in the beginning, before I was out and, and advocating, that's one of the things that she really, truly felt. Wow. And what and what a beautiful, powerful message. And she obviously is very fortunate to have a son like you. Obviously, you love her, but you've also stepping out to be a advocate for the disease. You know, Michael, before you leave us, you know, you talked about your mother. Obviously, you admire her. She's a woman of strength. She is the epitome of toughness emotionally and physically. Tell me this. How has your mother's journey, if you will, with lupus, how has that inspired all of your success? Because you have been extremely fortunate fortunate and your success with when it comes to music. How has your mother inspired or influenced that? Well, my mother was an inspiration long before she, uh, she, had, she had, uh, been diagnosed. You know, she raised four kids on her own and got a master's. And, you know, she's, she's been a registered nurse for the last 30 years. Wow. You know, and she did that all with the support of my grandmother and my family, but without a male figure being there, you know, for her kids. Wow. So it was, it, she had been an inspiration to me, you know, long like one of the main reasons why I wanted to be in music because she has a beautiful voice and um, that's, that's where I get it you know from but I also wanted to show her that you know she did all her all her teachings and all of her lessons that she taught us as kids did not go in vain and I wanted to be as successful as I could to show her that you know her her teachings and, and everything that she did and her sacrifice was was well worth it and and, and I and I listened and yeah. um, and, and I you know, took those those things that I learned from her and made it applicable to what happened out there in, in the music industry. And, you know, you didn't see me out and uh, get into trouble with the law. Yes. You didn't hear about me being drugged out of my mind. You didn't hear me using you know, alcoholism okay. or beating on a woman or anything. Okay. Like because it's because of the lessons and, and the the just me not wanting to disappoint my mother. Yes. You know, that was that was one of the things that she always said, like make sure you keep our name because that's the only thing that we really have okay. is your name. Make sure you have that in high state, in high standard. When people are, when they hear the last name, keep the name that they know that that's the name that you trust, the name for that that is uh, that is demanding of respect and uh, and a dignity. And that was one of the things that you know, one of the major things that I, I I gained from her was that that overwhelming sense of work ethic. You know, and and, and not wanting to give up, and, and despite all the things, like you know, you gotta understand, my mother. Went uh, into nursing in the 80s. Oh, okay. You know, for a lot of African American women, that wasn't something that you know was was uh, as 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 uh, easily done. They're not even saying that it's easy right now, but it's a lot more easier to get into the field now than it was back in the 80s. So she had to, you know, she had to get to sacrifice so much yeah. in order for her for her to get to where she got. And I just saw that, and I seen how tired she was. You know, when she come home from you know, a hard day of work at, at a at a convenience store just to 
you know, just to pay for her college. Okay. You know, and, and, and so I, I saw all of that, you know, growing up. And, you know, one of, one of the major things I said was, if I can, I'm going to help my mother out in any way I possibly can. So it, it okay. started at a very young age. But she, she's been an inspiration oh. to me at least since I was like seven, eight years old. Oh, what an awesome example of a loving relationship and that has allowed you to also be an advocate. Thank you for all that you do for Lupus, for the community at large, and continue to share the beautiful music. Thank you so much, Jane. I enjoyed it. And uh, 1.5 million people are afflicted with Lupus. Uh, we know that there are more people. we got to get that awareness up. Go get yourself checked out, please. Uh, thank you so much, and uh, love you guys. We appreciate it. What a show tonight. We are wrapping up very quickly. But first. What's up, y'all? This is Michael Keith of the famous Grammy Award-winning Group 112, and you're on Let's Talk America. Well, everyone, you have to join us next Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Same time, same place, your award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton, tries to bring the issues, the topics, the conversation pieces that make a difference in your world. Uh, We bring the news topics to you, and we always try to give it to you in a very objective manner. Again, this is not a left-wing or white-wing radio talk. Talk show. This is a show that we consider for everyone, every single member of the national community. Do stay with us. We appreciate all of our loyal and committed supporters. Reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Send us a quick message to Let's Talk Shana at gmail.com. Let's Talk Shana at gmail.com. And remember to visit our brand new, newly designed, easy to navigate. You're going to love this website, www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com. Again, that's www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com. And go on there and please support our national partners and sponsors. Well, everyone, we're wrapping up in a few seconds. But you know I love great music as much as I love great conversation. So stay with us, uh, TB2, the inspirational vocalist, TB2, a song to you. Who will take us home? All right, everyone, enjoy the music, and I shall chat with you next week. All content original, copyright 2015 by Paget and Thomas Enterprises, LLC. been so many places in my life and time, sung a lot of songs, I made some bad rides, I've acted out my life on stages, 10,000 people watching, we're alone now, and I'm singing this song to you. I know you really love me, it's what I hope to be. I treated you unkindly, darling, can't you see? Now that we're 
Now we're alone. 